Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's the plane. It's it's a chemtrail. Yay. But what is it? <laughs> oh, gosh. What is it not? This is an episode that we did uh, a number of years ago, and it's one of the most prevalent uh, subjects of conspiratorial lore in the United States. There are a lot of reasons behind it. And uh, in this one, as we learned in later investigations, there are also more than a few seeds of truth. Uh, Not necessarily cloud seeding, but that's part of it. But I don't know. How'd you guys feel about this one? Is it fluoride? Is it silver iodide? Is it poison? There's a lot of things that it could potentially be. The most prominent is probably just, you know, moisture. Moisture. <laughs> Contrails. Yes, uh, we we received a lot of feedback about this one. We want to share it with you again, and we can't wait to hear your thoughts. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now. Or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. 
And I am Ben, you are you, that makes this stuff they don't want you to know, and that is right, ladies and gentlemen. Today we are finally taking a closer look at a phenomenon that you asked about and on, asked about on YouTube, asked about on Facebook, asked about on Twitter, asked about on uh, in-person encounters, yes, they happen, and it asks us about on email, the phenomenon known as chemtrails. So let's tackle some definitions and some background first. So the first thing is you have probably seen what is purported to be a chemtrail before. If you just look up in the sky wherever you live, doesn't matter how rural or metropolitan it is, you have seen as a jet or a plane has passed over, you see a trail that you can see. It's it's usually white or grayish. Um, it's believed by some to consist of some kind of chemical or biological agents that are not just vapor. They are it's something that's being sprayed there on purpose. And it's a part of a covert operation done by some, let's say, government agency. So the definition there of a chemtrail, uh, chemtrail is what's called a portmanteau. That's our word of the day if we get a sound effect for that. What do you think, Nolan? Is that worthy of a sound effect? No. Okay, fair enough. A portmanteau is when two unrelated words are smushed together to make one word. A chemtrail is a portmanteau in English, and it means it, it's short for chemical trail. Uh, a visible trail left in the sky by an aircraft and believed, as you said, Matt, by some to consist of chemical or biological agents released as part of a covert operation. According to the true believers, chemtrails contain some extra things other than water vapor, right? They contain things like barium or nano-aluminum coated fiberglass with another cool nickname, chaff. Mm-hmm. But that's not all, as Billy Mays was wont to say. But wait, there's more. I, I love that chaff is one of the things that I don't know if you guys learned about this in flight simulator video games. Maybe I'm the only one. Uh, chaff. We're hearing about uh, World War II fire, fighter pilots that would release the stuff. I thought the chaff was the part of the wheat that you didn't want. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's a, a way to prevent heat-seeking Missiles and other things to, uh. Well, you want that. Yeah. You yeah. want, you, you don't, yeah. That you don't want other, you don't want missiles seeking your heat. Mm-mm. No, absolutely not. All right. I'm sorry. Well, we'll get back in here. What else do we have? We have radioactive thorium, something that we have talked about before on this show. Cadmium, chromium, lots of different chemicals here. Nickel, um, it could even be desiccated blood. Polymer fibers. Mm-hmm. My one of my favorites to say yellow fungal mycotoxins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so you. <laughs> you love saying that. Thank you. And also ethylene uh, dibromide, of course, a uh, a classic for the fans mm-hmm. out there. Even uh, mold spores. Even mold spores. So all kinds of stuff, nasty stuff, right? All chemtrails, according to people who believe that chemtrails are currently over the sky under which you reside. Uh, all chemtrails are not the same. They may be made for different reasons. They might, uh, they might be made as a way to assist in radar readings from mm-hmm. high above the earth. Or to prevent them sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. used as cover. I mean, there are so many varying theories mm-hmm. surrounding this thing. Right. Or, uh, mass vaccinations, mm-hmm. which is interesting. That ties into 
claims about fluoride in water or uh, other chemicals in water. And also, maybe more directly with the fluoride argument, poisoning the mind or hindering the mental functions of the public. But that's that's the chemtrail. That's what we're talking about now. What's the thing that actually exists? Yeah, so for, for really, true. really real life, um, these contrails, which stands for condensation trail, another portmanteau, if you will. Are you, um, are you doing it? Are you still not going to do it? I'll do it. I'll give it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, that was the, the sound effect. It was the sound of silence. Uh, and, and some of these, uh, contrails, <laughs> they can contain stuff that you don't want. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. You know, other, water, obviously the primary ingredient, but they can also contain carbon dioxide, water vapor, nitrogen oxides, carbon monoxide, hydrocarbons, methane, sulfates, that, that kind of thing, and soot and uh, even metal particles. Right. Yeah. Because this condensation trail is a, uh, it's a stream of condensed water from an aircraft or a rocket at high altitude. That's what you see if you look up in the sky and you see those straight lines drawn. And uh, as as you pointed out, Noel, there are differing things in there. It's water plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to contain some byproducts of the fuel of mm-hmm. you know the things that make the plane go. It's coming out of the butt of a jet. Absolutely. So, I mean, you could say that you don't have to look into, you know, deep conspiracy theories to say that maybe there's some stuff in these uh, trails that we don't want. Right. But obviously it gets deeper and weirder. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when did this become a big deal? There were rumors in the 1990s that were spreading all across the Internet uh, as it was budding. And... Uh, there were conversations, just people talking in the streets about this stuff as they're looking up and seeing more and more. You're also seeing more and more air travel. Uh, there are more planes in the sky, more jets, more of these things to mm-hmm. see and go, wow, why? there are a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are so many photographs, right? We've all seen them, ladies and gentlemen. Is it me or do they, do you tend to see them more often on smaller planes than you would like a giant commercial jetliner? I feel like when I see them, it's usually behind a smaller plane, like a like a prop plane. A prop plane. Oh well, some of those may be purposefully leaving that because there are sky riders. Okay, well, sure. sure. Yeah, and there are uh, there are also crop dusters. Yeah. Uh, the the contrail stuff or the chemtrail stuff is high in the atmosphere mm-hmm. where normally only a, a, a jet could go. I guess uh, what I'm saying speed. is I haven't seen a ton of these. When I've seen them, it's been on these smaller planes. Because really? you're not looking up enough, Noel. I'm not. You're right. And one day a <laughs> piano is going to fall on my head or an anvil. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to happen, man. It's just a matter of time. I'm treading water here. We'll but, see yeah. if that medium was right. So the 90s, right? Right. Exactly. Nail on the head. In 1996, or should I say vapor on the plane, in 1996, people began accusing the U.S. Air Force of spraying chemicals over large swaths of land in, in the United States. And... A lot of these original claims come from citations found in a paper that was written for the Air University, and it was called Weather as a Force Multiplier, Owning the Weather in 2025. And this is publicly available. This is non-classified. We will put up a link on our social media, quick plug, conspiracy stuff at Facebook and Twitter. You can also find it by searching FAS.org and then a couple keywords there. Uh, force multiplier, maybe weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please uh, do also 
like or follow our Twitter and Facebook feeds because it gets us one step further away from being fired. And if you get enough force multipliers, you can unlock new achievements. That's true. A force multiplier in uh, both video games and in uh, depart- DOD, Department of Defense parlance, is something that accelerates or um, what's a better word to say it uh, embiggens <laughs> uh, your your ability to make an impact overall to project force. So as we said, this paper is publicly available. It's non-classified at this point. It doesn't represent any current or past policy. I hope you can hear my disclaimer voice when I say that. However, this paper This paper, uh, Weather is a Force Multiplier, Owning the Weather in 2025, was a response to a genuine military directive to evaluate and propose a plan for air dominance in 2025, specifically with regard to weather modification systems. And what's fascinating about that is, although you won't hear it reported very often, it's referred to as an historical footnote, uh, the U.S., the West, the East, the world at large, all of the international powers have to some degree dabbled in or been made aware of other countries dabbling in weather modification, cloud seeding. Yeah, every, everyone from China to Russia to the U.S., uh, all, the all these places, yeah, we, they've all been attempting different ways, and usually it has to do with spraying stuff into the sky that's going to uh, at least increase the possibility of precipitation in an area. Right, like cloud seeding. It's exactly like cloud seeding, but it's been used for fascinating ways. In the Olympics, maybe, Mm. I don't remember if it was Sochi. It was the uh, 2008 Olympics in Beijing. Yeah, yes, exactly, where they were going to uh, cloud seed around the areas where the Olympics were going to be held so that it would rain over there and not where the Olympics were being held. I can cannot remember the specifics. However, I do remember that technology it was silver iodide. Mm-hmm. I yeah, silver iodide, uh, which apparently does have a measurable effect. However, the problem is that this is not a controllable effect, as we will find. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag-A-Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Jean, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean! Huh? Oh! Oh! Run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So the the U.S. forces have this paper that is public, non-classified. It takes off. The Internet is learning how to communicate or misinform itself. And the story takes off like wildfire, like hotcakes. Can we talk in a minute about how viable this U.S., this Air Force plan seems now? Doesn't that seem a little crackpotty to you? Well, these you got to think big. No brown. I suppose. Right. I mean, we live in a country. Do you that think thought the they, guy that came up with this yeah. got a pat on the back or a demotion? I think maybe they were just trying to get through Air University or maybe, uh, maybe they went on to DARPA. <laughs> so it's pot. Yeah. It's very possible. They're at least forward thinking. We, we must never forget that we live in the same country, which decide this is so embarrassing. International listeners. We are not representatives of this land in any official capacity. However, we will tell you, we live in a country that spent serious money trying to figure out whether there was a bomb that could make people gay. That is another, speaking of crackpot ideas, 
that is the world in which we live. And let's not even get started. Just wondering. Just, wondering, just on, trying to take the temperature of the room here <laughs> on this issue. On the ways to, let's not even get started on the ways people tried to kill Castro, right? Jeez. So observers, people were watching this guy and saying, is that just a contrail from a jet or is it ellipses, something else, uh, began believing they possessed the ability to differentiate between a contrail and a chemtrail. And there were some primary differences. One of the big differences was that chemtrails allegedly stayed in the air much longer in that stripe pattern, right? That single stripe did not dissipate the way the water vapor would. Mm-hmm. And contrails according to this argument, dissipate in a matter of minutes. Another difference would be the existence of what's known as chemtrail flu, a smorgasbord of flu-like symptoms that believers argue is a result of exposure to these substances from the sky. We have a tangent for you. Well, the, the tangent is why are we talking about this now in 2016, talking about chemtrails that got big 20 years ago and Here's the thing. There are still, there are people out there who truly believe this and many, and, many. And we are, we are not trying to trample on your beliefs. We're just pointing out that it, it became big again in 2010, I believe is when, uh, what in the world are they spraying came out, which was a documentary. And I remember hearing a lot about it at that time. We made a video about it mm-hmm. uh, a long time ago and it's cropping up again in popular culture. The idea of chemtrails. And that is because of the death of a beloved artist uh, named Prince. That's true. So Prince, um, you know, throughout his life, I think more so later in his life, became somewhat of a, we'll call him a conspiracy theorist. And he talked pretty openly about this stuff and actually wrote songs about it, um, chemtrails specifically. He's actually written um, lyrics referring to chemtrails in addition to other, you know, conspiracy type uh, phenomena. Um, and when he did an interview with Tavis Smiley on PBS in 2009, um, he kind of launched into a bit of a diatribe about chemtrails, uh, in which he said, quote, you know, when I was a kid, I used to see these trails in the sky all the time. Uh, a, a jet just went over and then you started to see a whole bunch of them. Next thing you know, everybody in your neighborhood was fighting and arguing and you didn't know why. So uh, back to the chemtrail flu, Prince early on in this leading up to his, his death, um, you know, had said he had the flu. He canceled a concert right here in Atlanta, actually mm-hmm. at the Fox theater, uh, because he claimed that he had the flu and then did the concert again. Um, and talked about it at the concert saying I was a bit under the weather, things like that. Um, the plane that he was on on the way back to, um, Paisley park in Minnesota had to make an emergency landing because he supposedly these flu like symptoms returned. Um, there are those on the internet that believe that his dialogue is, is, you know, speaking out about the chemtrail phenomenon could possibly have led to him being snuffed out by the powers that be. So that's one popular culture thing that's kind of brought this back into discussion. Another is, uh, 
two celebrities, actually, another one who passed away recently, Merle Haggard, mm-hmm. the country singer. He had a song, um, again, later in his career called Things I Hate or What I Hate. And there's a lyric in it that says, what I hate is looking up and seeing chemtrails in a clear blue sky today. And Chuck Norris actually wrote an op-ed on WND.com called Sky Criminals, in which he examines, quote, geoengineering in the skies Mm. above us. And he, you know, goes into pretty great detail about the chemical makeup of these chemtrails Mm -hmm. and how people are having the, you know, wool pulled over their eyes about the phenomenon. By the sky criminals. By the sky criminals. Well, I mean, if Chuck Norris is on the case, we have nothing to fear, guys. He just, you know, one kick and... It's taken care of. And this is how he describes it. Chemtrails, chemtrailing, as the article refers mm-hmm. to it, is, quote, the public's term for the classified and ongoing artificial modification of Earth's climate systems using reflective nanomaterials, aerosols, to reflect sunlight. The aerosols are dispersed via jet aircraft trails that expand into reflective artificial clouds. And that's actually interesting because that is a little more in line with the Air Force paper that you were talking mm-hmm. about. It's yeah, interesting is definitely where this goes beyond just uh, a pop culture thing though. We what we see is that if this begins to be um an idea believed in by a mass swell of people and if we see celebrities or if we see notable experts arguing for this, then of course it gets the attention of the world, which is why the government has to respond. The U.S. addressed these concerns as those concerns grew, and they provided something you can read online right now, the Contrail Fact Sheet. Uh, this was by the Air Force. There are some more studies from NASA. An independent scientist also investigated this phenomenon. For our purposes, especially if you, uh, if you are a person who believes or has evidence of, uh, chemtrails interfering, of course, it's difficult to believe the arguments of any U.S. state-sponsored entity. So the independent scientists are where you would want to go to try mm-hmm. to find the most objective look at the truth. The vast majority concluded that the concept of purposefully spraying chemicals over such a large distance, it's possible. But the problem is that it would not effectively achieve the results people feared Uncle Sam and other governments were chasing. Uh, side note, you can also find a handy-dandy contrail guide because not all contrails are created the same. And the results you're talking about are manipulation of weather systems? Right, or obfuscation, as Matt said, of radar detection or enhancement thereof, uh, or just providing artificial cloud, uh, artificial high atmosphere coverage to interfere with foreign satellites. Foreign satel- satellites are one of the few things about that, that other governments are still trying to figure out how to, um, how to mitigate the influence of or hinder the effectiveness of. So for instance, one thing that happened with Project Corona in, uh, what, the 60s, 70s? Uh, Project Corona was one of the first satellite observation operations Mm -hmm. in the u.s and it was so we i think we we've done some shows about it it was so low tech at the time the satellites would take pictures literal photographs 
and then physically dump <laughs> yeah. the film, the negatives. These and giant s- cartridges. And someone would just have to go catch them and develop it and say, oh, that's what's happening. And now. It was uh, 59 to 72. Yeah, 1959 to 1972. So it had some legs. It went on for a while. So despite the government's efforts to say that we're not in any way obfuscating satellite reads, we're not poisoning people, we're not, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, all this has done very little to stem the swell of chemtrail conspiracies. You can find YouTube videos, you can find arguments that chemtrails are indeed ruining the world as we know it. And that makes us look, perhaps as you are looking up now, listener, uh, as as we talk about the sky, perhaps you're tilting your head up to look. We don't know if it's day, we don't know if it's night, but there is a there is a fair chance that you're looking up and you're seeing some clouds and you're starting to look at them differently as you hear this. So while you're gazing up, if not now, the next time that you do, let's talk a little bit about spray in the sky. What what are the facts about the sky? Well, first, it, there's one inescapable fact here. The air is pretty filthy in a lot of places. So is the water. Contaminated soil is everywhere. The odds of being exposed to some sort of pesticide or contaminant, they are a lot higher than you might think. The U.S. uses over a billion pounds of pesticides each year, and a lot of that gets sprayed. So, of course, that spraying isn't quite the same as this high-powered jet, uh, the idea of a high-powered jet flying above the earth. Far enough to yeah, far to enough to make a chemtrail. To create a contrail or chemtrail, what have you. Um, second, the differences in air quality around the country, the variations, and maybe your country as well, um, they're – very, very, very different. Wide range of air qualities. Mountains, coasts, time of year, depending on what kind of area you live in, whether it's urban, how much manufacturing there is, mm-hmm. all of these factors are important and they can hugely affect the quality of the air that you breathe. For sure. Yeah. So we, you know, that's why there are smog alerts in some cities more often than in others. That's, that's a pretty basic thing we can all agree upon. But there's a third fact, and this is the disturbing one. While chemtrail believers may not be completely correct in all of the claims, right? There are, cause there are a wealth of claims that are range from disturbingly plausible to maybe possible to what? Yeah. And, and they stack in varying ways sometimes. So you'll have, you'll have an extremely plausible claim mm-hmm. right next to something that is the, huh? Right. Um, right. so you have to really watch out. So one caveat here is that several things presented as evidence simply do not measure up, such as the infamous lithium call with a NASA employee, which you can read about right now on Snopes.com, wherein, uh, wherein some people claim that they had a confession that the U.S., that Uncle Sam was spreading lithium around the population, just spraying it into the air and saying, yeah. I don't know, whatever. Look at that. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. And the thing to realize that these ideas, especially if you are a person who thinks you are a skeptic or a person who thinks you have arrived at the inescapable truth about chemtrails and you feel like no one is listening to you, there, there's something that both sides must admit. 
It's that these ideas are not some kind of malarkey or nonsense coming out of nowhere, nor are they attempts for someone to be the discoverer of a hidden truth, which the Internet loves, uh, nor are they all a bunch of people trolling in some crappy joke. But then, as you know, there is a reason for all this. There's more than a reason. There's actually a precedent. And we'll get to that when we come right back from a quick break. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is she breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. 
This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's where it gets crazy. The U.S. really did poison human civilian populations with mass spraying of chemicals. We can't emphasize this enough, folks, so let's try again. Something like chemtrails was real, proven, and this is not some archaic future plan written by Chris Carter, the inventor of X-Files, or one of those military madmen proposed it and came scary close kind of things. Uh, this actually happened multiple times. Over the course of the 1950s and the 60s, the U.S. government dusted American cities, maybe one in which you live today if you are a U.S. citizen, with something called zinc cadmium sulfide. Yeah, this was a part of an operation. It was uh, Operation LAC, or Large Area Coverage, and it started in 1957. However, that wasn't the first time they did it. There were earlier experiments. Back in September of 1950, the U.S. played some war games in California. They uh, they had six simulated attacks. They were, they were conducted in the Bay Area. They wanted to evaluate the feasibility of launching biological aerosol agents from offshore, so attacking the U.S. with biological agents, what would that look like? Would it work? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, over the course of March and April in 1952, the U.S. conducted multiple trials, five trials off the coast of South Carolina and to our unending discomfort, Georgia, in a project called Operation do. And do what, the do. Right. Yes. <laughs> Great point. D-E-W. Uh, and the idea here was they wanted to see if they could prove that long-range aerosol clouds could obtain hundreds of miles of travel and cover a large area when they were launched from ground level. And they wanted to see how the weather mm-hmm. would affect that. And this project was rated successful. Got another example before Operation LAC even really begins. In 1957, an operation on the North Sea, which is um, the east coast of Britain, showed that large area coverage with particles was possible under most weather conditions. Mm-hmm. And the inaugural event for Operation LAC is the same year, 1957, December 2nd. The U.S. takes uh, an, air, an airplane called a flying boxcar. That's a C-119 that was loaned from the Air Force to the military from South Dakota to Minnesota. And they wanted to trace the spread of particles as verified from stations on the ground. So, yeah, testing to see what can we know if this is occurring? What do we see from the ground level? Right. And there's a, you know, there's a defensible position there, too. What if a for an agent or a domestic, uh, a domestic criminal attempts to poison an entire city, how far would they get? The particles they used were fluorescent, so it was easy to track them. But what did they find? Well, they found some disturbing stuff, man. They drifted over a thousand miles away, all the way north into Canada. The particles. The part, yeah, the particles that were being sprayed from this C-119. The zinc cadmium sulfide. Exactly. And in a normal flight released about 5,000 
pounds of this stuff. You can learn more about this in a book called The Eleventh Plague. But this one, you know, this one inaugural flight wouldn't be such a big deal if they hadn't also tested similar things in Texas, the San Francisco Bay Area, and St. Louis. Can we talk a little bit about St. Louis? According to Professor Lisa Martino-Taylor, St. Louis got an upgrade. Um, their zinc cadmium sulfide contained radioactive particles. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah specifically the radioactive compound was something known as radium-226, manufactured by a company called, in a burst of creativity, U.S. Radium. The Army called this substance FP-2266. So then in Corpus Christi, the chemical was dropped from airplanes over large areas of the city. Um, in St. Louis, the Army put chemical sprayers on buildings, yeah. schools, public housing projects, and mounted them in station wagons for mobile use. And a little note here, the majority of the spraying that was occurring uh, there in St. Louis, it was done in low-income minority areas. Right, including the infamous Pruitt-Ingo complex. Uh This professor, Martino Taylor, argues that over 70% of the residents of the complex were children under the age of 12 at the time. Jeez. So that's, that's the thing. That's the disturbing, here's where it gets crazy thing. There are a lot of people who like to say, oh, chemtrail enthusiasts or chemtrail believers, because I don't believe enthusiasts is the correct word, are ignoring science, are um, just becoming hysterical over something, yet there is proven precedent. This stuff happened. The U.S. government purposefully, purposefully experimented on people without their consent, without their knowledge. We have an episode on human experimentation that examines some other examples of this. I want to say we even mentioned this. uh, We do. We mentioned the St. Louis event, Mm -hmm. yeah. So... Where does that leave us, though, guys? The idea that there would be contrails, actual just jet exhaust, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, a jet bride product, uh, versus chemtrails. Do we have any like pros and cons, or what, sure. what do you guys think? So, okay, I would say the big problem is if you go online right now, search chemtrails, you're going to see a ton of videos that I would say. Uh, I would, I think objectively, those are contrails and the person thinks they're chemtrails. Um, it's usually in a, a fairly occupied area, metropolitan area, and it's just, you can see where jets travel and there's probably an airport that goes, you know, connects up to another airport near there. I can objectively say that. It's a person who believes it's a chemtrail, but I think it's a contrail. But when you bring in this history of testing and let's say even the need for the Air Force or the military to test some of these things, uh, to understand their own readiness for a foreign attacker or even a domestic terrorist or mm-hmm. something like that. You Okay, you try and balance these two things. There's obviously, in my opinion, not as many chemtrails as uh, some people would believe, but I do not think it's a completely made-up thing whatsoever. I believe that there I think there are some things that are being tested probably even now today. I just wish the government would make it easier for us and make them like green or orange or something, you know, mm-hmm. like that scene in Batman. So you just know <laughs> unequivocally, okay, that's a bad one. Stay away from that. Well, we do know that classified experiments are conducted in near space in outer space and in the upper reaches of the atmosphere and have been for some time. 
However, the, the motivation of Poisoner controlling the public is, is a con to me because there's not an effective way to control a dose, right? And another con would be the old NIMBY argument. NIMBY is an acronym that means not in my backyard. So let us suppose that there is some sort of elite or some faction, some inner cabal that would say, hey, you know what's a great idea? Let's dose everyone with lithium. Well, guess what, buddy? You're everyone. Yeah. You, you, you're not wealthy enough to buy your own sky. It's one of the, it's one of the last things that will remain for the people, right? Uh, even, you know what? I hope that's correct. But then there's, there's a pro and the big pro to your point, Matt, is that this technology is already available. The argument is over the motive and whether it would be effective, like to what end, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's definitely more in the testing kind of thing, the testing for military capability and uh, prevention of attack. I, I, that's my personal thought because it makes sense to me. But it's just like cloud seeding. It would be impossible to control with the precision needed for until it's user. not. Until it's not. Right? Yeah. They're only level three Skyrim. They're trying to level up. <laughs> uh, unlock them achievements, son. No, I mean, I, I say what Matt's saying entirely. I mean, you're, even if something, you know, as I said at the top of the show, mm. seems very pun intended pie in the sky. Hey, you know, no brown, ladies and gentlemen. It is that you're never going to actually further your understanding of it unless you try it a whole bunch and, you know, try out different variables. Who knows? Maybe in 20, 30 years, the government will be able to control the weather. I don't know. You just got to have a large enough black budget to pump funds for teams to continually, you know, hit their mm-hmm. head against the wall. Until well, see, it works. Yeah, right now, I love that you say maybe it'll be feasible to control the weather, right? Uh, or maybe even feasible to control a large population or area. Oh, one thing we didn't mention was the concept that this is uh, being used to, to that point earlier, to geoengineer crops or something. Maybe they'll be able to control it. Maybe someone will. But the problem is right now, the best any publicly known, um, any publicly known institution, whether private or state sponsored can do is to influence things Mm -hmm. very much like, again, an observation we've used or a comparison we've used on the show before, very much like Mickey Mouse as the wizard in Fantasia makes a broom, tries to destroy the broom, and all of a sudden there are a million friggin' brooms. This (laughs) this is not, you know, this is not a situation wherein there is precision. So, well, it goes yeah. back to something that uh, our buddy Jonathan Strickland um, has talked about several times uh, in his opinion and, you know, based on a lot of science that's out there in order to legitimately influence the weather or control it in any kind of way that could reasonably be considered predictable or control. You would have to pump so much energy into that system to the point where it would just be a wash. I mean, it, it wouldn't would, be efficacious. No, yeah. not at all. So what? Do you think, ladies and gentlemen, this is our quick and dirty intro to chemtrails. And even now, like a contrail, it may be beginning to dissipate from your mind. Or perhaps this episode will be a chemtrail. Or the lithium might just be kicking in. Or the lithium might just be kicking in. And maybe this will stay with you. Maybe you will look at the sky differently. But when you look back down, we want to hear from you. Let us know your experiences. Do you feel that you have seen a chemtrail? Do you feel that chemtrails are bunk? Do you feel that you have 
experience the influence of this thing. If you, if you believe in this phenomenon. And if you have any evidence, let's say you shot some video or some photos, hey, why not send it over our way? Fly. Or you fly a plane. Oh, yeah. That delivers chemtrails. Maybe you worked on one of the operations and you want to anonymously send us something, huh? Yeah. We should really get a Snapchat. Or maybe you just want us to, you know, wish your loved one happy birthday. We can do all of those things on... Shout out corners. Today's first shout out goes to Maurice from Delaware. Hey, I'm Maurice. Shout out to Maurice. And I'm in Delaware. <laughs> it's not going to work. I don't think... It- <laughs> No. You love that joke no, so much. Has no one seen Wayne's World? I'm sorry. Everyone's seen... You know what? No, people did get it. We did right. see Wayne's World when it came out. Yes. I know it's In the 90s. I thought it was good. I think that's part of the reason Maurice writes him. What's he saying? I, well, Maurice, uh, in addition to groaning and rolling his eyes at my constant Delaware joke, <laughs> I'm sure there's lots going on in it's Delaware. A, it's a good joke. That's not even my joke. It's, 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 it's a good reference. That's better. That's oh, it. You. It is a good reference. So Maurice says that there are two main reasons uh, that big businesses use Delaware as headquarters. Okay. This is also about something, not a joke, but that pertains to Delaware that we've talked about. Um, number one, the ridiculous ease with which you can incorporate in Delaware. That makes perfect sense. Uh, and B, the laissez-faire corporate taxation system. And we... I've said that, but yeah. I, I need a little, I still want to look into that a little more. What he said the, he was confirming and he, he went to school and was learning about all of that stuff in particular, how easy it is to incorporate. Yeah. And- that I understand. And I, I knew that, but this, I, I, I whenever, whenever I read articles about this, they're always like, Oh, it's just easy. It's just, <laughs> you can just do whatever in Delaware. It's fine. Just don't worry about it. What happens in Delaware stays in Delaware. Exactly. That's what they say. Exactly. So he says we should look into Wilmington, Delaware, where uh, you can find the heart of banking conspiracies. Yeah. Mm. Thanks so much for writing in, Maurice. Maybe this is an episode in the future. What do you think, guys? I'm hey, interested in Wilmington. We're doing an episode on Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you know what we should well, let's you know what we should look into it if only to discover new delaware jokes i i there has to be at least one, one i'm more. sure there are several send us your uh favorite delaware jokes What's the one us? about what a delaware you know state it. jokes remember state jokes i remember state jokes um, yeah i can't even remember the punchline it's no delaware address or something we're going to find these jokes, no Brown. Happen, yeah. We're going to find them for you. Everybody help us out. Find what, some Delaware what, jokes. What else do we have? Um, just, yeah, I sh- just sh- want to sh- shut me up. The last thing, I, I looked up Wilmington, Delaware, because I was like, what is he talking about? He mentions that it has an alternative name as Murder Town, USA, and apparently crime is so high in this tiny little town in Delaware that he says, mm-hmm. our, our uh, listener... Maurice says that it's because the banks get whatever they want there and whatever regulations and all this other stuff. I don't know. I'm in, I'm certainly interested. Uh, and who do we have next? Evan wrote to us and he wants us to tackle the Johnny Ghosh case, which is a dark one. You might have heard of the Franklin scandal, the child prostitution ring. Well, Johnny Ghosh was the, I guess the first person that was involved with this where it became a big story because of the work of his mother associated with it right yes is there hard evidence uh you know i there's not hard evidence that he is a part of this because he disappeared right mm. uh it's all it, it's somewhat conjecture there it's a rabbit hole though oh my mm. goodness even just writing this out i started kind of going down because we've looked at it before 
Um, true. Just personally, I know mm-hmm. you and I have looked at the mm-hmm. Franklin case, but he wants us to do it. It's pretty dark for this show, but I don't know. If you want us to, let us know. Yeah. Uh, and Johnny Gosh went missing in 1982. Our final shout out comes from Ajayi. Uh, who says, hi guys, I'm Lana or Lena from Nigeria. I love listening to you guys and I share it with my friends too. You are the best hashtag shout out. Well, Hey, thank you so much uh, for listening. I'd like to ask you a favor. If you're listening now, can you let us know about any conspiracies or fringe reporting or stories that you feel are being ignored by the mainstream Western media in your neck of the global woods? We would be grateful. And that goes not only for, uh, not only for Ajayi, but also for everyone listening to that. If you remembered what we just asked, then yes, we're talking directly to you. Tell us what you think your fellow listeners should know more about. And that concludes today's. So if you do, want to- and that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, you can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is one eight three three S T D W Y T K. If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iheartradio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.